0: One of the the questions that we're asking continually as a church family is how do we follow the spirit and practicing the ways of Jesus in the context that we're sent? Uh, That has always been the work of the church. The work of the church, so, so a church is not just a place, it's not a location, it's not a service time. A church is a community of people who've been called out because of God's grace, filled with God's spirit, are a part of God's story, right, and then sent on God's mission. Uh, Other people that have responded to the invitation of God to bow their knee to King Jesus to say, uh, Jesus has the best possible way to live, that his death on the cross secured my salvation. And if I put my trust in him, then I can walk in freedom, right? And his death and his resurrection was for me. And so in some ways with our baptism, we're buried with Christ, raised to walk in newness of life, and sent out to be a community who witnesses the ways of Jesus to the world. Uh, That is a whole lot of theology. That's your four gospels jammed into a few small sentences. But the hope is that, that we can be people who continue to ask the question, what does it look like for us to follow the ways of Jesus in the moments we've been given to live in this world? Uh, The work of the church is not just for us to show up at services, to come to gatherings, to provide good meals, to teach good lessons, to sing great songs, though all of those things are really important and really valuable and really help to nourish us. But that's not the ultimate thing that we wanna do when we gather It's to figure out how do we respond to the good news of Jesus in such a way that we're faithful to our role in his story. And as you guys know, uh, the last few months of time have put us in a unique situation that even if you've been alive for 80, 90 years, you've not been in a scenario like this one before because this moment is unique in history. So while we look backwards to the past for some wisdom on how do we live, while we look forward with hope, we still have to wrestle afresh with how do we follow Jesus right now. And and I, I don't want that to be something that ever just comes from the front. Hey, church fam, this is what we have to do. And then all of you go, oh, okay, and then walk out like robots, right? Like that's never the hope. The hope is that what we do here on Sunday begins to encourage and excite your imagination for what the Spirit is doing inside you already. And then we get to come along as a church family and encourage that and nurture that and fan those flames As the spirit continues to stir in you, that's who Missio Mesa longs to be in the city. Uh, This, just yesterday, I was driving, uh, Kay and I traded cars because my truck uh, didn't have enough car seats for everyone. Um, And so I took the van because it's real rugged like that. And uh, we're going to go Adventure Club dude version. Um, It was just all guys. So four little boys and me, we hopped in the minivan. Um, threw some killer snacks in there and made sure everybody had boots on because we were going to get dirty. Um, one or two kids might have had a knife, but that's a different story. And so we were going, and we were on our way, uh, the tunes blaring, and, uh, and the light dings on the front of the dashboard. Now, in, in our family, somehow that always works out that way, that Kaylee Ann will say, oh, there was nothing wrong with the van when I gave it to you. I don't know why that gas is on E all of a sudden. I don't know what that exclamation mark means. I've never seen that before. Um, But this one was not her fault. Uh, It was the tire pressure light goes on. And so in the van, every now and then, the tire pressure goes on when the weather changes because they all drop. And so I expected that to be the case. I looked at the different tire pressure, and it's like 40, 40, 40, 26. That's not good. Um, and so I was like but in your brain right you're like all right maybe our plans are going to have to change this is going to be a little different than what I expected Uh, but then the other part of my brain goes maybe it's just a bad sensor like I could probably drive on 26 right can't you like I lower it that low when I go off road like that's what you do and so I was like you can drive on that Um, and then it's like every single like 10 seconds. It's like 26, 25. And it's like old school. Do you guys used to watch 24 when the clock ticked down? And I'm like watching that happen on the tire pressure, right? 26, 25, 24. And I was like, oh, we're going to have to pull over. That's like a bad leak. Like that's a leak leak, right? And so we pulled over to the side of the road and uh, took a little detour. And uh, all the kids got to change a tire. That was fun. Um, Didn't lose any of them in the parking lot as we did it. Another win. Uh, And then I had a choice. Like, do we just call it a day and head back? Uh, Because Lovely Vans Pacificas come with a flat tire. I don't know if you're aware of this, because they save space. And then they give you a uh, air mattress pump that you plug into your lighter, and then you sit there and wait, like, while it fills up your tire to 60 PSI, which takes longer than you expect, but I'm really glad because it's good. We had a tire, so let's celebrate good things, right? And so we had a tire. We put the tire on, and we're like, all right, do we head back or do we keep going? And what we decided was we were going to keep going. Uh, We just weren't going to be able to take the highway anymore because I do take that 50-mile-an-hour speed limit on the donut semi-seriously because I did not want to blow out with the four kids the other way. And so we took a little bit slower route, a little bit more scenic, and guess what? Nothing bad happened the rest of the time. It was a great trip. We had to take a little bit different way, and it was at a little different speed, but we still got to go out to the mountains, make the memories, come back from the mountains all safely, uh, enjoying the time that we had. But the speed was different. The the roadmap that we were taking was a little bit different because I couldn't take. And so I could, I mean, I could continue doing that in the future if I wanted to go slower down McKellops the whole way, but I don't. So I'll go back on the fast way uh, when I get a new tire. But when I was thinking about how do we even talk about what we're going to talk about next, uh, we, I want to ask us, and we're going to ask us a few questions. David, you can come on up here because you're going to preview some of this too. Um, we're thinking through, with this season of life that we've just been in, over the last 18 months, we're not even fully post on the other side of what the world looks like now, but some things are decidedly different. Um, we've had to throw a little bit different uh, tire on the vehicle so to speak where the roadmap of what we were taking to get where we were going as a church should shift because our culture shifted and the speed has changed uh, because the speed many of us are processing and living has changed and so we're asking the question what does it look like for us as a church and us as individuals to continue heading the same way on the same adventure with the same mission to enjoy jesus and make disciples but what have we learned in this last season that we want to take with us on this same journey just a little bit differently. And so that's part of what we're gonna ask tonight. And uh, you can set up the first question if you Um, want.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I know we're using the language a lot when we were in the middle of a COVID season of, of these hidden treasures, right? We were like, there were, there was all these things that we were in the middle of a bad situation. Everyone's trying to make the best of it. And in the midst of this situation, there was these hidden treasures that we were able to discover. We were reconnected with our family, right? We had um, uninterrupted family time. We didn't have to go out and run errands. We were all kind of locked down. and our families became more center and important. And we had uh, more rest time. We didn't, it it seemed like we didn't have to like work as hard, you know, some people that was a bad thing. You got furloughed, there were stresses with uh, finances, but for some there wasn't, it was just like, hey, we're gonna pay you the same salary. You're just gonna work from home. And there were these like hidden blessings that were in there. But at the same time in the season, as our world was being shut down and um, political polarization seemed to be ramping up and um racial uh reconciliation, the conversation around that began to be ramping up and causing these things. There wasn't just these hidden treasures, but there's also these hidden traps. And and one of the things that we wanted to, to talk about are what are some of the treasures and traps of this last season? Where um and I'll give you an example. Last night I was um, I was uh, cutting wood with my son Moses, and I had two axes, right? I was using the back of one, both steel axes, and I was chopping wood, and I was using the one axe to like, hit the back of the other axe, and sparks would fly every time I did that. And as I was hitting the axe, I was hitting it harder and harder, and there was a stubborn piece of wood, I was going, and all of a sudden, this giant chunk of like flaming hot metal jumped off of the, the first axe and went right into my hand. And I literally, like, watched this piece of metal, like, melt into my skin. It was horrifying. I run into the house. I put it underwater. And every now and again, when I turned my skin, I could see this little shining piece of metal, like, sinking into my hand. And then it would poke its way out, and then it would fall back into my hand. I literally had Tara go get some tweezers. I had to go into my skin and, in desperation, dig this thing of metal that was coming out. And I know that's a graphic (laughs) picture. It's horrifying. It It was a horrifying experience. But I was thinking about Romans 12 when Paul was saying, do not be conformed to the patterns of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. And in that moment, I realized that conformity is about getting swallowed up into what's already there. And transformity is about pursuing something new about going towards the different way. And I think in the middle of the last season, a lot of my life was swallowed up by what was around me. And one of of the hidden traps in, in my life was like technology like this thing that was this beautiful treasure where I was able to actually, when I was quarantined in my home, I was able to actually connect with people over Zoom or over social media. I was able to talk to friends that had more time than they normally did that were in other places and other states. It was this beautiful treasure. But the trap is I began to be shaped or conformed by technology. But I found myself being addicted to my phone and being more dependent on superficial interactions than pursuing the real thing. Right? And, I, and I think that was like one of the examples for, for my life where I've literally over the last two months have had to go through like a detox of, of no social media. I haven't been on social media or Facebook or Instagram. I've been trying to like FaceTime as little as possible. Kevin made me do it once. He didn't know I was trying to fast from that. And so he tried to swallow me back up like that piece of metal, right? But I had to, I have to, I had to um, resist being conformed by something, being swallowed up by something, and I had to pursue or give myself over to transformation. And so, as we talk, we wanna, we wanna talk about what are some of the treasures and traps that you guys experienced in this season. And we, we really wanna take time to reflect, to realize that all of us are being shaped by something, right? We know that something is trying to either swallow us up or something more powerful, something better is trying to make us new? And where are the traps in our lives that we just need to take time to sit back and reflect on? And I think that's the conversation that we wanna have tonight is, where are some of the treasures and traps in this last season that you found out? I'll give you one more example. Um, In uh, this season, when social justice was on the forefront, I grew up in St. Louis, I have um, a real heart for the plight of what's happening with uh, the black world, right? When when a lot of my brothers and sisters and friends and co-pastors were in anguish over the oppression that they were experiencing in a a specific season. And when I was in St. Louis and the Mike Brown stuff was going on, I was able to walk shoulder to shoulder with my brothers and sisters who are suffering. I was actually able to hear in the flesh from people of color's mouth what was going on. But when it was happening this time and we were all in lockdown, it was just an idea, right? It became a hashtag and not flesh and blood. And so my understanding of social justice was thin, right? I had this ideological understanding of Black Lives Matter, but I didn't have a friend to sit with and weep and mourn and and talk with. The flesh was removed from it. See, because hashtags don't wear flesh, right? People wear flesh, hashtags are just ideologies. And so that was one of the traps in this last season is my connection to justice was thin. It wasn't thick because I didn't have the ability to be in the midst of it. And so what are some of those things for you? As you guys connect and talk and around your table, what are some of the traps and treasures of this last season that you experienced?
0: And there's not something to be, like this, it's not supposed to be shame inducing to be like, here's a trap. It's an awareness, right? To know the course. And that should be something that is like, hey, here's something I see like my own heart going towards. Uh, or, or I can see where that could now be a result coming out of this. Or the idea of treasure. Like, here's something I want to make sure I take with me. Because if you're anything like us, some of us had realizations about all these different pockets of life when we slowed down. And then as soon as we put, uh, to use my analogy again, that new tire back on the vehicle, I'm going to be going 80 or 65. What's the speed limit on the 202? Not 80. 60 miles, an hour, 65 miles an hour, um, precisely. Uh, down the 202 again, as if I never had that other tire, right? But we don't want that to be the case when it comes to life. Uh, when we come back in learning what we've learned to be able to take that with us not just go back to what was because for some of us what was wasn't even the right or the invitation that Jesus had given to us so uh, take some time around your table uh, those two questions whichever one maybe captures your imagination first you can just say here's a, here's a treasure I saw or here's a trap that I'm noticing have those conversations we'll give it like five minutes uh, and then we'll walk around and maybe share some of those together and pray over them but uh, go ahead break up to your little tables and we'll pull you back. So I'm going to pull us back together. Um, and as we do, uh, we're going we're to open it up a little bit and have to share some of those thoughts if there's something that you felt like uh, you want to share with everyone. Uh, saying this, just as the, at the outset of it, there is a very diverse, um, there's a lot of diversity in the room as far as experiences with the last few months. And that is the beauty. That is the thing I love about looking out and seeing the diversity of even where everyone was six months ago, or knowing people's individual stories or what brings us together, uh, first and foremost, isn't our perspective on things uh, like COVID, uh, political systems or any of the other things, it's an allegiance to Jesus. So that draws together, grace draws together a merry band of misfits. Uh, That's another room for disciples, right? Uh, Draws us together, uh, because of a common shared experience of the grace of Jesus. That does not mean that we're uniform in how we interpret everything in the world. Uh, it doesn't mean that we all have the same exact eyes when we look at any given situation. But the hope is that we all, as we all lean in closer to Jesus, that he shapes us more in the likeness of himself, which then brings us together, right? But in that experience, there's a wide range of diversity on how we experience things in life and our stories before Jesus or even after following Jesus, the hardships that we uniquely faced in the last few months or even facing now could be unique to just us. And so we listen into each other with a whole lot of grace. Uh, Listen is another one of our blessed rhythms, Uh, bless, listen, eat, speak and Sabbath. And so as we uh, speak and maybe share some of our perspectives, I just ask that everyone else listens uh, with a ton of grace, because we're listening in to hear how others, the spirits at work in their life, and also something that he might want to be doing in ours. So we listen with both of those pieces. Um, but I would love to walk around. David can MC As I do, I'm going to be the guy with the mic. So if you have something that maybe it's a, a treasure or a trap uh, that you're like, hey, I, I've seen this in myself, in my relationship with God, with each other, uh, maybe something different, feel free, uh, and we'll share those for a few minutes, and then uh, we'll pray together and be sent out with a benediction. But before we do that, we do want to process together how can we be faithful? So um a trap that I feel like I learned about uh through the season of covid was like um like this idol of comfort and like during covid it was encouraged to like not go out and do things, which was like music to my ears. Um like I enjoyed it way too much. Um and so yeah, like just over the last however many months, like learning to surrender that, like
1: knowing that I'm okay without a certain amount of time at home or, um, cause like I swung extremely far the other way where I was home all the
0: time and there was no events to go to on the weekends. And so, yeah, like
1: just that um, surrendering that comfort that was encouraged during that season. Learning, like, more things, like, learning um, about God in different ways, because we do it here in Missio, and then at the beginning, we were doing, um, like, online, which that was fun to do, too.
0: She liked the online dance party before the gatherings began. (laughs) Crowd favorite. Uh, Somebody else. Hold on one second. We're gonna go. Let's do a grown-up, and then we'll go back to kid. You're next, Mo. Uh,
2: I felt like a treasure was like um, creativity because things were so different. Like it required a lot of like new thinking and allowed for some new things to happen. So I look at Noel because we started a new thing, and I don't I don't know if that would have happened without COVID. Yeah. Strangely enough. So yeah, I feel like a new business came out of that season in a sweet way. So. Treasure of like thinking about things in a new way because um, there were new limits so and it's slowed down that might be another treasure I think a treasure that came from it was because everybody was at home and not going places um, our ability to interact with neighbors and get to know people who lived across the street right next door or you know one or two streets over Um, was a huge opportunity and just seeing those relationships continue to carry on past um, has been a sweet thing. My traps were I think just idols being revealed and there's probably too many to share right now but to name a few would be even like health, uh, family, finances, and even just other people's opinion and, and seeking their approval and I felt like during that season and even still now, like, I just felt like the heat was super turned up on those things, but that also led to the treasure, um, of God, like, in his grace, like, in that, like, revealing that and refining that, and it's still a process, but, uh, even through those hard things, like, I'm just thankful that he is faithful and he's gracious to us even in those moments. A Ar- reef volunteered me. <laughs> Thanks, bud. Um, so I, I had one of each. So, uh, a treasure that was kind of for our family was, um, we kind of reevaluated some relationships in our lives and it COVID kind of gave us some freedom to like stop pursuing certain relationships that there just was they weren't super fruitful or beneficial. And, um, and so those kind of just faded away with COVID and we're kind of grateful for that. Cause I thought, I think we were kind of guilting ourselves into pursuing people and that just, we didn't need to. So a trap, um, was I noticed that uh it was a lot easier to crack open a cold one at the end of the day and then it was easy to do that more days than it was not easy to do that. Um and I was so that's so what we were talking about. I was like, wow, you know, it's a good idea to get ahead of that before it turns into something else. Um so that was just something I thought about as, you know, those kind of those bad habits can form. Um so that was that's kind of where I went with it.
1: Yeah, no, I just Say, praise be to God, you know, like the beautiful um, gift of his guiding presence in our lives, you know, and that's his call to us is, you know, all who are weary and heavy laden, come to me and find rest. And I think we started out this conversation. It's not, um, it's not an invitation to um, beat ourselves up, but it's an invitation to come and find ourselves back at our teacher's feet Right, where we're able to be learn, learners and be formed in the good things of the gospel, the good things of his kingdom. And I love the gift and the grace of community to be able to create space to discover what's really going on inside. You know, We, we go out into the world and we have responsibilities and um, we find ourselves even, even unwittingly pretending and performing and hiding behind the easier things of society. And to be able to come into this place and just acknowledge our weakness so that the power of God's righteousness could have its way in us is beautiful. And so I hear all of these these things, these praises, these treasures that we discovered. And my question is, yes, let's lean into those things and let's carry them into the newness of whatever God has for us. And then I, I hear the traps and I hear, yes, Praise be to God that his righteousness is shining bright among us. What do we do now, right? How do, we, how do we lean into Jesus and learn from this last season so that we can be God's new humanity in the world and, and bring the, the, the good news of the kingdom wherever we work, live, and play? And so,
0: yeah, just praise be to God, man. And I, love, I, I hope it's not missed, and I, and I know I lean in on this a lot, but these aren't religious answers for a religious space. But what you just heard your friends say are very real answers of real humans really experiencing life in this world and figuring out how do I respond to grace and continue to grow. Um, I don't want that to ever get missed. Like we're not here just to give religious answers for religious questions. But really, as human beings, how do we respond to the very real grace of God? And that's what you just heard people wrestling with. And I hope that's always the heartbeat of Missio De Mesa, Mm -hmm. that we continue to pursue Jesus even as he pursues us. Mm And responding to that and all the mess that it brings and uncertainty and beauty and then also realizing other spaces. So I really do hope that we don't miss that uh, as the weeks when we talk like this and are able to have these conversations that this is God's grace working out in us. Um, and so I want to pray over us uh, and then send us out. And so uh, if you're comfortable with it, I invite you to put your hands out. You're going to do it again in a second for the benediction. But as I pray over us, because I do believe that the only way that we continue on faithfully is as we respond to the Spirit. And this is just a posture of openness. And so, uh, Jesus, we, we come to you as the true and risen King. We come to you as the Lord of all, the one who is sovereign, who is not surprised by any of the events of the last few months. We believe and we claim that you are a king who will one day return to make everything new. And that is our great hope. Uh, We we can claim and we believe that you truly did die and resurrect and have offered new life. And to those of us that have received that, you've given your very spirit to us. And so I ask Jesus that you would give us ears to hear what the spirit is saying. Uh, Would you give us hearts that are soft, to receive and be molded and be changed, quick to repent and and exaggerated even in our rejoicing as we realize how much you are actually doing in these moments in us, in our church, in our city across the world. Eyes to see, hearts that are sensitive. And God, would you give us mouths that speak the good news wherever we're sent. Uh, We aren't just living this way because it seems like a good idea but because you are a good God who invited us. And so would you fill us and empower us for the work that you've given to do, us to do? And we ask this in your name, Jesus, and by the power of your spirit, amen. amen.